Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley to talk about the non-existent All-Star Game. In a normal season right about now, All-Star Game voting would probably be heating up. There, of course, is no All-Star Game with the shortened, weird, strange season that we have in the NHL this year, so... We figured we'd make our own all-star teams on today's show. Have a little fun with it. Gotta say, AJ, it was not easy. Yeah, so just um quick quick shout outs to our friend in the chat, Steph. It is her birthday. Oh, happy birthday, uh, Steph. It's not my business to say how old she has turned. But it is her birthday, so happy birthday to her. An actual birthday. A real, legitimate birthday on the DNR Avalanche podcast. And then, um, this is where she tells me it was yesterday, and I feel like an asshole. How could you? (laughs) Um, And then, uh, for the All-Star teams, this was actually actually tough. Because we used the NHL's own format of... Uh, we did six forwards, three defensemen, and two goaltenders, but, uh, we needed one one player from each team. Yeah. One player from each team. And guess what? That's the wrinkle because there are bad hockey teams in this league right now. (laughs) Boy, um, trying to justify an all-star from Detroit and... Uh, Ottawa, really? You stretching, definitely stretching on those two, man. It was tough to say the least. Um, well, look, you got the birthday right. At least you got that going for you. Uh, I'm I sure. <laughs> I live. I live in a basement, bro. The heat is irrelevant in my house. <laughs> he just likes hats. Okay. Yeah. Also, I do really like hats. I, I started really liking hats when I was like 19, and it just never stopped. There you go. He's a hat man. Yeah. Let's go to America's hat for the North Division, as that's where we're going to start our uh, our player picks on this. Uh, the DNVR All-Stars, I guess. I guess we could call it that. Uh, <laughs> Shout out Basement Living Indeed. <laughs> 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 Detroit should just feed the entire All Star game with Little Caesars pizza. There you go. Oh, gross. <laughs> so, I think the top couple of forwards are are just total slam dunks in this division, right? No doubt, Austin Matthews. No doubt, Connor McDavid. Yeah, the just take the top of the the scoring leaderboard basically because these guys are dominating it. Yeah. It's not not particularly close for these guys. And honestly, their wingmen come come with the package of, of Leon Dreisaitl and Mitch Marner as well. Yeah. Their production is just... In part, like, you do have to take the context of the defense in that league, in that division, is just in the dumpster to a certain extent. We really would have been... Um... If we didn't have if we didn't have a format that we were having to do this by, we wouldn't have brought any defensemen. Yeah, not a single defenseman from the. We would have just we would have just brought nine forwards and two goalies and called it a day. Yep, that's uh, that would for the all NHL team. I think Chet got it right. The only defenseman that has any type of conversation from up there is probably Petrie. Yeah, I mean we're you know we've got some guys on here that it's fine. Yeah, they'll they'll get by. They'll, they won't kill you. But if you're talking about top of the league, probably not not making it from the north. Yeah. So those guys were those guys were super easy. These guys are going. Yep. There's those... no conversation about this. These guys are going. And then after this, we had to start doing some of the mixing okay, and well, matching. Yeah. <laughs> we need to we need to bring a guy from every team. We've got to figure out. You know. Uh, we so who from Montreal and we didn't end up going with any of the forwards. Uh, we started with Winnipeg and ended up with Mark Shifley as as the fifth forward. 
the the conversation with Winnipeg isn't that Shifley made it; it's that Ehlers didn't. Yeah, it's Ehlers, that, the big snub from the north. Honestly, Ehlers, Ehlers was a was the victim of we need to bring defensemen. Yep. So Ehlers does not make the team as he gets sniped by the the midget himself, Johnny Gaudreau, who has returned to form this year. Midget's such a rude word. Small person? I prefer Munchkin. Munchkin? Okay. I don't know how they feel about it. (laughs) I don't either, to be honest. I can't hear them from all the way down there. (laughs) They need to speak up. This man's calling me rude right now. (laughs) Yeah. I would be calling you rude to being a grade-A asshole in like 10 (laughs) seconds. So, I mean, that's the forward core honestly terrifying at oh. three on three, but also I spelled Johnny wrong with two H's. <laughs> I don't know why I've never, I've never seen anybody spell their name like that before. So <laughs> this is what kale gets for, for trusting me. Yeah. It's just said kale the list. <laughs> so outside of Ehlers, I don't think that forward core was that particularly difficult. Yeah, the you know Johnny Gaudreau has really had a true like bounce back for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's really been good for him. So getting him back into the game, you know, um, also from that Elias Lindholm's off to a great start as well. Yeah. So and it was been solid. You know there there were some there were some cuts like we said if we didn't have to bring defensemen this would have been probably a lot easier, but we had to bring defensemen so. Uh, we needed somebody from Montreal. Uh, honestly, Jeff Petrie earned this. Yep. Easy lock for Montreal. Yeah. So we've got Jeff Petrie. Hate to do it, but we had to give Quinn Hughes the do. Yep. He... Plus, we needed a we needed a Canuck. McCarr, probably a better player every single night of the week, but <clears throat> Quinn Hughes actually has gotten to play hockey games this season. Yeah, I think he has 10 more games played right now. Yep. So points per game, McCarr's probably keeping up or better than. He's I don't better. actually. He He's is better. better. Yeah. But uh, the reality of a, a COVID season is the Avs have played significantly fewer games, and McCarr has had a little bit of an availability problem this year yeah. as well. So One of the most important abilities is availability. We'll get into that conversation with McCarr more a little bit later. I promise. Well, we've got three spots left. We needed a goaltender. Or we needed an Ottawa Senator, and their two goaltenders occupy <laughs> two of the three bottom spots in the NHL. Yeah. So we could not do that. Yeah. So we went with Thomas Shabbat, who feels like he's going to be the token Ottawa Senator All Star for the next for the five next years. forever until they're competitive again. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it could easily like you could easily see like Jake Sanderson or Tim Stutzla. Brady Kachuk, one of those guys eventually taking the mantle. Maybe when we're back to normal divisions and they don't have to face those forwards eight times a year. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But Thomas Thomas Shabbat was the guy that we went with. Yeah. Uh, to fill out our obligatory Ottawa guy. Yeah, had to do it. Then we got, got into the goaltending, which, again, we're, we're picking from some not great options. We're picking from some guys who have had some struggles. Probably not bringing any goalies either to the all NHL team from the north. Uh, for all the for all the hype talk of it, can't can't see any of them coming to the all NHL team. But the best goalie in the North Division is still in Winnipeg, and Connor Hellebuck, who's having a honestly close to league average year. He's not the spectacular beast he has been in the past, but he's getting them by. You also consider they're playing in an all-offense division, True. and he's playing behind a defense that is more suggestion than reality at this point. <laughs> Definitely. I don't want to take away from him. Like, uh, his league average numbers, you're probably like, eh, these are actually kind of impressive. Given what's in front of him. Sure. Yeah. Given the context of where he is. Yeah. Sure. Definitely not going to take anything away from him. He's the best goalie in that division. So Yeah. And the other guy, going to reward big ticket free agency here. Uh, Vancouver fans not going to love our list, but we're going with Jacob Markstrom as our second goaltender. 
Uh, yeah. I, he, <laughs> I was pretty surprised that he was the second best. As oh. you're looking at all of Kale's files at the moment. Yeah. Check out all the work that our super producer does. He He's swamped with graphics every single day. Ours got priority today because we have a live show. Neener, neener, neener. Count it as yeah. priority. It's a rare thing sometimes, but... Absolutely. All right. So that's our North Division. Canada. This one felt pretty straightforward. Again, the only real one we struggled with was Ehlers not putting on there. Uh, all right. I guess we're moving to the Central Division next. Central it is. <laughs> Central Division, like, I'm going to be honest, and AJ, I think you're with me on this one. This is the division that nobody cares about unless you're in the Central. So Yeah, this is a, this is a rough division to give a shit about. Also, uh, games played so far in this division are a mess. Yeah, because they were the first ones to get hit by the COVID bug, really. Yeah, well, yeah, because Dallas... Yeah, like, before like, the season hey, even started. <laughs> pushing our season opener back. So we're going to do that. Yeah, so... Um, just to, to fully over Gaudreau, um, you maybe you can make that argument, but then you have to bring somebody from every team, guys. So yeah. replace Jeff Petrie with a, with a Calgary defender. And Calgary's defense sucks. Yeah, you can't do it. So, conversation over. Johnny Gaudreau goes. <laughs> Central uh, division. This sucks, but it starts with Patrick Kane. Yeah, he's the best player in that division right now. Yep. I think it's pretty cut and dry. Dude uh, dude has found his, his all-star caliber form. Yep, I guess we did bring Markstrom, but... Yeah. Calgary's defense still sucks. So, yeah, <laughs> that was the problem, though. We couldn't take we and we weren't going to take Jake Allen. Yep, I'm not going to do a backup. It's it's too hard to to define that. Anyway, yeah. Patrick Kane definitely going. The conversation gets interesting through the rest of this forward core. Yeah, this was definitely, again, where we're hamstrung by the we have to build a roster in which we are satisfying the rule of bringing somebody from... Detroit Red Wing has to come to this, so cause some major issues with the Central Division team. Yeah. Um, Um, So... Easy, the easy second guy on here, Jonathan Uberdo, has had a spectacular start to the season. <clears throat> as as we have it in a different order on the list, but that's okay. We also yeah. took Vincent Trocheck. Yeah, Vincent Trocheck has had a great bounce back, uh, and so we went with him for. He was our guy for from Carolina. Yep, we had a hard time bringing one from Carolina. It was like there were a bunch of like really close guys. Yeah, that all could have gone. Like yeah. Trocheck, uh, Aho, and Svechnikov are all right in the same area points per game. You know. Yep, and it was just like let's give like. Those two guys are going to get plenty of all-star games. Let's give Trocheck like make sure he gets here. one. Yeah, <laughs> let's give him something that he's not going to get to do again. Um, also from Florida, we went with Barkov. I mean, that dude's just a monster. Yeah, year in and year out. It, the big, the big snub, obviously developing here, is Alex DeBrincat. Yep, uh, we had him on the list originally, and then. We had a really hard time filling out the roster, we, so we needed a CBJ player, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, um, we had to we had to end up cutting uh, DeBrincat purely out of we've got to find a we've got to find a guy. Yep. And first, we had from Dallas the surprising clear cut all star from Dallas is Joe Pavelski, old yeah. man Pavelski. Twenty points in sixteen games. Not even not even a conversation. Yep. He was easy to throw on the list, but for someone who hasn't been keeping up with Dallas that much, definitely a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, for somebody who hasn't been keeping 20 points in 60 games, what's going on over there? (laughs) So I'm I'm fairly comfortable with all of these. And then we needed a blue jacket. Uh, So (laughs) yeah. don't want to don't want to dunk on Winnipeg too much. Yeah, Z don't watch. <laughs> divert your eyes if you're a fan of the Jets. 
But we went with Jack Roslovic from Columbus, who has 13 points in 16 games in CBJ. As far as like per game numbers, he is their best forward. So, and kind of like with Vincent Trocheck, not going to get a ton of All Star games, probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Rosa was the way we decided to go. Again, this is all a cascade effect because we had to bring a Detroit player to a certain extent. Yep. Um, would have very quickly taken Seth Jones over the Detroit defenseman we brought, but had to bring the Detroit one, which we'll get to. Uh, the slam dunk defenseman here is is Tampa's Victor Hedman. I mean, yeah. the dude's a monster every single year. This is no different. This was an easy call. And honestly... Uh, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos are off to great starts, but we just couldn't find a home for all yep. these guys. Yep. I I tried. We were we were dancing around. We were trying to do it, and Uberdo and Barkov are just off to a little bit better starts. So they got to go. They got to be the teammates. So that was a that was a tough call. But Victor Hedman was not. Victor Hedman was like, oh, okay. Who's going to be our Tampa Bay guy? There were two guys that we were like, okay, th- this has to happen right away. Yep. Hedman was obviously one of them. Yep. It. The conversation of bringing four lightning was just not reasonable with the other guys that yeah. have earned it. With these, with these squished rosters, it's just too hard. Yep, exactly. So um, Victor Hedman got it, and then after that it was it was – Let's satisfy some requirement time. Now we need a predator. <laughs> yeah, we had Philip Forsberg on the list as well, and then we had to pull him off of it because we needed a defenseman, so Roman Yossi gets to go. Yep, because it turns out that uh, people like Seth Jones and, and Wierenski, well, very good players, not having the best years. Yeah. <laughs> so it was That's... hard to put a Columbus defenseman on the list. Yep. And then, you know, Roman Yossi coming off of a Norris, you know, you're kind of, yeah. you know. But he's not off to that great of a start as is pretty much the truth for almost everybody in Nashville that isn't Phil Forsberg. Yeah, Forsberg, probably their best player, but just couldn't yeah. find room for him. We did uh, we did consider John Bernier for goal, but um, the goaltenders that we ended up with just were too- actually... They were just too good, man. This is the strongest goaltending division. Yeah, this was the one where uh, we we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Um, we satisfy the Detroit requirement. We bring Philip Ronick. He has ten whole assists, ten points as a defenseman. He's might actually be their only serviceable defenseman in the offensive zone. So we had to do something. Their highest scoring forward was Bobby Ryan at half a point per game. So there just wasn't there wasn't much to do with that uh, with that roster. It turns out that not a lot of offense uh, for a team whose power play percentage right now is eight point eight. Jesus. Somehow that's not last in the NHL. Jesus. And y'all are complaining about the Avs power play. (laughs) It's pretty funny when people complain about the Avs power play this year. (laughs) Because some power plays are off to truly historically awful starts. Uh, Detroit's power play was humming along at a cool 6%. Yeah, it was legendarily bad for a while there. Yeah, and instead now it's up to 8.8. Minnesota right behind them at 7.9. So I guess they're heating up. (laughs) I guess. It it blows my mind that Minnesota has been waiting or has been winning all these games lately and then dumpster power play. Is doing it essentially power playless. (laughs) Like that's crazy pants. Anyway, the goaltenders for this division, legitimately, really, really easy. Yep. It's Andre Vasilevsky, who would probably win the Vesna right now. Yep. By um, I don't. There's only one guy competing with him for the Vesna right now, yep. honestly. And, and then, yeah. Kevin Lankinen. Yep. Chicago's, uh, Chicago's new kid on the block has been a baller. Yeah. 
I remember in the offseason saying Chicago really likes him, but I don't know what a Kevin Lankinen is, and now we do. Uh, now you know why Chicago's actually competitive in that division, basically. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> One Kevin Lankinen, please. Yeah. I did not expect to have to take Alex DeBrincat off of the uh, roster so that we could put Kevin Lankinen on there. But here we are. <laughs> The COVID season is strange. strange say, man, COVID, COVID season is so weird. <laughs> Everything about this season is just bizarre and awkward. On that note, be sure to like and subscribe to the video. That helps us out a ton on YouTube. Be sure to check out all our other content too. You can check out last night's post game. I did a breakdown of all of the highlights of the game as well here on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter. We're starting to push towards that. 10k mark less than 100 followers to go so if you don't follow us there uh yeah a little bit more stuff in store for that uh in the rest of this week so stay tuned for all of that we are also sponsored by breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr you can get eight different types on tap down at the dnvr bar and be sure to try their seltzers i had the chance to try it for the first time the other day I literally told AJ that it was like drinking a Jolly Rancher. That's how delicious it is. The, so. the take a sip and then just instinctively just go, oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's the reaction that I think everybody wants when they make something. Yep, exactly. So the seltzers are delicious. Head on over. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find some Breck Brew near you. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Moving on to the Eastern Division here. This is this is a division with some clear-cut separation. You have the teams at the top of this division and you have some teams at the very much the bottom of this division as well. There there are some teams in the middle too, of course, but there are a couple of teams that feel like they're out of it already in this division. So had to make some concessions to get, to get a few guys in and around on this lineup. I think it's another division where when we started, it was like, Oh, there are some, there are some obvious guys right off the top. Yep. Um, You know, when you, when you go through and you look at who's in this division, it was like, huh? The Islanders, this is a pretty easy one. Um, you look at just where who's who started hot this year for some of these teams. Well, Nicholas Backstrom in Washington. On despite fire. despite a lot of injuries and some issues out there, like they that guy just rolling. Yeah. I hard to keep him off the list when you have twenty five points in what is it, twenty games for them, I believe. Um twenty one games, okay. Still, well over yeah. a point per game. Dude, dude's chilling. Anyone wants to play with Nicholas Backstrom? Uh, this one actually surprised me more than Backstrom, even in JVR, who has been popping off in Philly. Well, you remember JVR was a this guy was a healthy scratch in the bubble. Yeah, exactly. And it was there was a lot of talk in the off season of like, oh, Philly's going to try and dump JVR's contract, and obviously this was the worst year ever. To try and do that. Yeah, literally impossible to move money, basically. So they just had to run it back. And uh, boy, have they been rewarded. It's funny because most of JVR's work is just him standing in front of the yep. net, deflecting shots. He's, the number of goals he scores within five feet of the net is essentially all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, just all of them. Next one was pretty easy. We needed a New York representative. That's always going to be Panarin, barring something crazy happening. Yeah. Well, and when you have 18 points in 14 games, it's just like. Yeah. You're going. Even if you remove Panarin from the conversation, like New York has struggled this year. We've not seen the rookies really do what New York was hoping they would would with the next steps. Yeah. Both kids are going to get David Quinn fired. Yeah. Straight up. It's uh, it's a little bit yikes, uh, but Panarin, easy one there. Then we we went over to New Jersey to to fulfill our uh, our duties there. This was like let's let's fill out, let's just let's just satisfy some requirements. Yeah, some guys from from teams that are that are struggling or having some good years. Again, wanting to wanting to 
defer to a guy that may not get another shot at this. We went with Victor Victor Olofsson from Buffalo and Jack Hughes from New Jersey. Yeah. They you could have made a case for Zaka, I think, is their leading scorer yeah. right now. But Pablo Zaka's off to a great start. But Hughes is right there behind him, and he's Jack Hughes. So you're going to get a little bit of name recognition. When you, and especially when you think about we're going to this this theoretical All Star game is a three on three competition where Jack Hughes doesn't have to worry about getting yeah. hit or anybody playing defense around on the him. ice at a million miles an hour. Yeah. yeah, he gets to go. He gets to go and feed pucks to Victor Olafson. That's going to yep. be fun for them. Yep. Uh, finally, we wrapped up the forward core with Brad Marchand. Boston didn't need a, a representative, but Marchand was just the best forward left available from the division. So, Yeah. To to be honest, um, you could take Marchand, you could take Bergeron, you could take Pasternak. I wouldn't have any problem if you wanted to take one of those other guys. But Yeah, the I, I I struggle with taking Poster. Not again. The availability question mark. Yeah. Um, so you could you could make any kind of an argument. You could decide that you would prefer to one of those other guys, and I don't have like on, on a skill level, Pasta's definitely going. But from a statistical standpoint, on the year, he just doesn't quite have the numbers because he hasn't played the games. And in some division, that then that ended up being okay. Yep. So. Like, Timmy Panarin ended up just being on one of the on one of the teams where it was like it's okay, (laughs) it's fine. Yep, you're rocking it, man. All right, defense defense in this division is actually stouter than I expected when we started the list. Um, Funny enough, we we need a pen. Yeah, it wasn't Crosby. Um, It wasn't Malkin. Yeah, (laughs) we had no problem filling out the forwards because we just were dumping all of our requirements in there. But Chris Letang, he needs to stop scoring overtime goals against the Islanders. But <laughs> that's my personal issue with Chris Letang. That, that's why he's at this All-Star game. It's because he keeps doing that. So Yeah. Uh, so he needs to stop doing that moving forward. But it was good enough to get him into this All-Star game for us. Yep. Uh, and then John Carlson just kind of picking up where he left off last year. Yeah. Just humming right along, that doing his thing. Is, it's murking. It's Yeah. And in Boston, Charlie McAvoy really ascending to the number one spot there. Yep. Get it, kid. The McAvoy was, I mean, I guess I don't know what I expected with Char gone and Boston, at least defensively, starting to usher in a new era with Krug yeah. as well. So, I mean, no Chara and, and, and no Krug. <laughs> we thought, that, I, I thought for sure Boston was right for the picking this year, as did a lot of other people. And, they they had other plans. Turns out Charlie McAvoy's like, mm, I'm actually just really dope, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, so goaltender, it was really easy to get the Semyon Varlamov. Yeah, the, in this spot, Charlie has best. ass this year. Yep. except in overtime against Crystal Tang. <laughs> but he has kicked ass this year. Yeah. Been a Not- ton of fun to watch him. Really, just. Probably a top five goalie in the league, honestly. 2013-14 vibes all yep. over him right now. For sure. And then the second goaltender, we just didn't know what to do. Yeah. There, there were like honestly three a dudes lot you of, could have thrown here. Yeah. It was it was it was more like mediocre options and not bad options. Yep. And it was like pick your flavor. And we just decided because we are who we are, we rewarded the young guy. We gave it to Mackenzie Blackwood. Cool. Yeah. One of those situations where we had kind of already filled all of our needs with, with yeah. guys like Hughes and Olofsson. Could have gone with Blackwood. Could have gone with Olmark. Could have also uh, taken... Who was it? What? Uh, there was someone else. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and, and look it up. There were like three options that they could have taken for the backup yeah. goalie, but it's the backup goalie, so... Yeah. It, well, and also, like, none of the options were world-class. Like, again, yeah. they were just such blah options. Would not be like, on the NHL all-world team or anything. So yeah. just kind of filled it out with what was left over. Well, you know, what do you do when you have some leftovers, AJ? You put them in Tupperware and then put them in the fridge so that you can eat them later. Exactly. You save it for later. 
that's that that's key when it comes to food. What you don't want to save for later is the mess you got going on in your pants. You want to trim that up immediately, send it straight to the trash can, and get rid of it. With Manscaped, use code DNVR to get 20% off your Manscaped order, whether it be the perfect package 3.0. Again, you don't want any leftovers in your pants. That's what I'm saying here. You can get yourself trimmed up nicely. You can get yourself smelling right, looking good top to bottom with Manscaped.com. <laughs> totally. All that look, they have you covered. They'll even give you breath mints if you want to not have that leftover taste in your mouth. All right. You want to be smelling right. They don't want to know what you had for dinner two nights ago. Okay. Manscaped has you covered. <laughs> AJ's got AJ's got serious questions, but uh Manscaped, again, go on over to manscaped.com, check out their products. Amazing stuff. Would that be the world's worst superpower? <laughs> know what they had for dinner yeah. two days ago. <laughs> like you could just like walk in and like somebody was like breathing and you just like pick up like like the faint the faint scent and then you're just like oh I know exactly what that is. You had meat. Yeah, like you had you had yeah you had lasagna yeah. or whatever and you're just like this is the worst superpower ever. All right, let's move into the division that everyone here cares about. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The West Division. The one Colorado is in. The one we have seen a lot of and are about to see a lot more of. Start with the forwards. Surprisingly, the man leading the way in the forward core comes from L.A. in Anze Kopitar. Yeah, real turn back the clock year for the Kings right now. You win six, seven in a row, is it now? I don't know. No, no, they just lost to Minnesota. Did they lose? Yeah. Okay, so their their streak is over. But nonetheless, Kopitar returning to a little bit of of a younger form of himself. And the other man who somehow just keeps doing this is David Perron. Since I don't get it, man. It's so silly. I, I, I don't know what else to add to that. It, it, David Perron doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, yeah. Third up, we, uh, we go to Vegas with Mark Stone. Perennial all-star type there. Hard yeah, to... kind of funny because he had five assists last night. Yeah, which really uh, which, catapulted him up the list. But. Right, right. Uh, you take you take that one game away, and he's a he's right at a point per game. He's but, actually, I mean, he's just under. But it's like a point per game with his defensive prowess. And... Yeah, this is why we talk about him as an elite two way player because the defense always comes into it. He's he's amazing defensively, but has had a really good season offensively. But last night it was just like. This what do you is, do? Yeah. This is what he needed because he'd really gone very quietly, like cold. Yep. I mean, I I kept asking during the Vegas Colorado series. I was like, where is this guy? They're getting beat by like Alex Tuck. You know, Alec Martinez has a goal. What's but, going yeah. on here? And not Mark Stone. Yeah. Yeah, it was not Mark Stone. And then Mark Stone single handedly shredded Minnesota last night. Oh. Guy's pretty good. Anyway, easy all-star. Yep. And then we get our first av here. Nathan McKinnon, he's going. Come on. Yeah, he's a lock. There's no doubt about it. We can we can we can all talk about maybe it hasn't been as good as we expected it to be. Blah 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 blah. He's still freaking all-star. He's going. He's got twenty points in sixteen games. He's going. <laughs> yeah. Or is it seventeen now? He only missed one, right? Yeah, but still. McKinnon. He's, going. he's twenty-one points. That's what San Jose needed an all-star. We struggled with this one because it sure as hell wasn't going to be a goaltender. Yep. And their defense sort of sucks now. <laughs> yeah. We were not going to put either any of their defenders on there either. So we had to make room. Logan Couture. And, like, not that Logan Couture is off to, like, a Philip Ronick-esque start here. He's a pointer uh, game guy, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's off, to, he's off to a really good statistical start. So this was... Another one that was pretty easy, and then go to go to Minnesota. You got to put Kirill Kaprizov in this thing. If you're not, you're doing a disservice to a three on three All Star tournament. Agreed. Yeah, 
at this point, he's running away with the Calder to just put the guy on the all Is he? You, you going to give it to Lankinen? I want to see how it plays out. Okay. I'm curious. I I don't see how you give it to Lankinen over Kapanen. Look, if Chicago makes the postseason on the back of Kevin Lankinen's goaltending, that's hey. real tough to not give that to him. Maybe. Of I, course, if if Minnesota does better, if, you know, finishes second or third, and maybe even wins the West Division on the back of Kaprizov, that's also a spectacular argument for him. I I always struggle with giving it to goalies. I guess certainly, I, I would normally uh, because goal, when rookie goaltenders are usually like twenty five years old or something, yeah, and you're like, yeah. like come on. But <laughs> I think this year we're on pretty even ground. Kaprizov ain't a spring chicken totally either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this is not a 19-year-old kid here. Yeah. You know, he's been playing professionally in Russia for like a decade now. So. <laughs> fair is fair a little bit on yeah. that one. And to be honest with you, like, outside of David Perron watching this forward core in an all-star game in a three-on-three format would be fun. Yep. It would. A lot of different skill sets on display. But mostly Nathan McKinnon next to Kirill Kaprizov would be a good time. That would be a lot of skating going on. Defense, going back to LA. Yeah. Two LA submits here with Drew Doughty. Look, yep. I'm I'm gonna be honest. In the games against the Avalanche, he looked awful. Yeah. <laughs> but he figured it out. And yeah. his offensive production has really kicked up in this. It's been so run. good. Yep. So Whatever, we'll give him the nod. We'll give him an all-star nod. Maybe he'll stop crying about Team Canada. <laughs> Arizona needed a representative. We really wanted to put Connor Garland on there. We really couldn't justify Connor Garland over Couture Kaprizov. Yep. Uh, when Jacob Chikrin was sitting right there. Yep. Sikrin, Chikrin, their best defenseman by by a good margin because OEL sucks now, I guess. Yeah, dude. Uh, what <laughs> in the world? But Chikrin gets the nod. Congratulations to him. And then we have the third spot. And this is where the real conversations begin. You could, yeah. you can really make a case for all three of these guys from yeah. Vegas, Shea Theodore, from, from Colorado, McCarr, and Gerard. Yeah. So Kill McCarr, 14, 14 points in 15 games. Sam Gerard, 14 points in 17 games. So it's just a couple of game played advantage there. But. Both of them pushing pushing offense. Yep. And I think what's been surprising with Gerard, three goals versus Kale McCarr's uh, one. Gerard is the goal scorer there, which is <laughs> surely everyone saw that coming. Gerard yeah. has what? Four, before this year had four goals in his NHL career, I think. So... <laughs> Hadn't been it, it wasn't a lot, and Kale McCarr had the twelve goal year last year. So, um, statistically, you know, Shea Theodore fourteen points in fifteen games, also with the three goals. Um, also, Sam Gerard, like he beats people up now. I guess I at, at least beats up Alex DeBrincat. That's for sure. Yeah. Just a a penalty machine this year. He's taking four penalties. I oh, what up? What a goon. I, I find that fascinating. But you also look like Kel McCarr versus Sam Gerard specifically. Power play points at seven to six in favor of McCarr. Shots on goal is only twenty-nine to twenty-six in favor of McCarr. Yeah. And, and part of this conversation is uh, availability for Kale. Uh Gerard did miss a couple of games with the whole COVID situation there, but McCarr has now, including this most recent one where he's back on the, the list again, has been off and on day to day for what feels like the entire season so far. So you have to factor that into the conversation. Uh, I saw someone talking about it in chat. We went with Shea Theodore over Alex Petrangelo as a potential representative from Vegas. Look, Petrangelo's great at what he does, but his production just isn't there this year to be realistically considered as an, an all-star type guy. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, eight, eight points in 15 games played, and, you know, he's locked the defense and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's all good and well, but we're talking about guys who are 
coming long at point per game on when defense here. When you're bringing three whole defensemen, it's hard to bring that guy. Yeah. If we were filling out an actual full roster, uh, if we were filling out a West roster of a 12 forward, six, six defensemen, do Alex Petrangelo's on that. He's team. on it. Yeah, for sure. You just you take these three and then add Petrangelo, and that's your six, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, any strong opinions here? For me, the the injuries have been just enough where I would probably take Bacar off of this, and it's really Agreed. down to Theodore and Gerard. Agreed. Um, despite thinking that Makar would be the most fun in three on three, just can't can't commit to it. Yeah. I mean, you got to reward you got to reward the Iron Man, little Sammy G, whose only game missed was because of COVID cool. protocol bullshit. Yeah. He has not yeah. missed a single game outside of that in his career with the Fs. It's for the record, he had twelve career goals coming into this season. Was it twelve? Really, yeah. that many? It's just that he's never had more than four in a season. Okay, all right. So like four for both <laughs> both the last two seasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had the the those five games. It's actually four in every season. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. He scored the one with Nashville yeah. before the Fs traded him, traded for him rather. So, um, let me let me look up Shea Theodore really quick. Hang on, before I just say it's Sammy. Let me make sure I don't make a terrible mistake here. Yeah, I'm also looking at. I'm I'm sifting through his underlines, just trying to see. Yeah, yeah, it should probably be Shea Theodore. Yeah, that's that's what I was afraid of, but I think you're right. Yeah, it should be Shea Theodore. Right. Um, just an even strength, just driving play yeah. in a way that's that that Sammy ain't. Yeah. All right, I'm okay with it. Theodore, the man going over Sam Gerard. Sammy is better defensively, but. Whew. I mean, and and you know, role plays a factor there, right? The Avs, anytime Kale McCarr is healthy, who are they asking even to drive play more? It's Kale McCarr over Sam Gerard. Mm-hmm. So it plays a factor, but nonetheless, I'm fine with giving it to Theodore there. Yeah. If you really like stomped your foot and said it should be Sam Gerard, I'd be like, all right, cool, 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 cool. I'm yeah. good with that. Uh, when we talked about the Vesna and there only other, being other one other candidate for it right now, it's, it's Mark Andre Fleury. Fleury by a mile. Yeah. So that's an easy that was an easy one to bring. Um, Mark Andre Fleury, spectacular start, just yep. spectacular. Been a been making a me look like a genius too for drafting him in fantasy. Ooh, picking up mad points. In. So <laughs> really easy riding that Leonard injury, huh? Yep. So yeah, that one was easy. The second one. Not as easy. This would have been a lot easier a week ago before yeah. losing six to two twice. Yeah, that uh, that definitely hurt Grubauer. I think he's still in the conversation, but he's in the conversation with a third king now in Calvin Peterson. Yep. One of we, these two. You look at you look at what Peterson has done and helped that team. Expectations for the Kings were nothing this year. Grubauer ends with two P's, by the way, or rather, Philip ends with two P's, by the way. It's super yeah. weird, but yep. Oh, uh, we, did, we forgot a duck. Yeah. Did we forget a duck? I thought we yeah. had a duck on here. We All totally right. forgot a duck. Sorry, Shay Theodore, you're getting kicked off for a random duck. What? <laughs> we can just we can just bring John Gibson. That's I understand, true. I understand the numbers Gibson. aren't great. All right. Sorry, Grubauer and Peterson. You deserve to come, but John Gibson's coming. Yeah. Instead. We really just wanted to have the Grubauer Peterson conversation. Yeah. But we're just going to give it to John Gibson. We can still have the conversation despite yeah. Gibson going. Calvin Peterson's been really good, which makes me feel good because he was my franchise goaltender that I drafted over the summer. So 10 games in, I feel sexy. You're feeling but, really good about it. Yeah. Like Philip Philip Grubauer before last week, I think Philip Grubauer was the easy. It was Flurry and Grubauer. But like the, honestly, even after the Minnesota game, I think it was still. I think I still easily go Grubauer. It's this last one yep. uh, that really made you go. Hmm. Yep. So, 
definitely a conversation he, now. He needs he needs to stop having his teammates score on him. That would not hurt. That would not hurt. Three own goals in three games doesn't help Grubauer's case. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then you. I mean, you think even back into the outdoor game. That's not really an own goal, but it goes in off Byram. Yeah, yeah it goes in off Byram's stick, and then and then off of Byram. The game before the when, next game in yeah. Vegas or in Denver, where Tuck cuts to the net, throws the backhand on Grubauer, and it just glances off his arm and yep. falls right to to Byram, who puts it into his own damn net. Yep, nobody's doing anything wrong here. Like it's just bad luck and. Uh, yeah, Grubauer would be greatly helped if his teammates would stop scoring on him. Agreed. And I, I tweeted this out last night, right before the Avs fell apart. But I stand by it, even with the softies that Grubauer gave up. I think he's a Stanley Cup caliber goaltender. I, I don't know. I mean, kind of like with coaching, nobody is until they are. I mean. You, sure, you haven't won it until you've won it, but yeah. I'm more than comfortable if I'm the Avs and Grubauer's my goalie going into the conference finals. It's not a position that I'm worried about. Yep, agreed. So, I mean, I'm I'm with you that I'm not I'm not worried about um, Philip yeah. Grubauer as the sure. starting goaltender. I'm with sure. you. I just yeah the whole like. Is he a Stanley Cup goaltender? Yes. My answer is yes. I don't care what you have to say, like, AJ. How, how many contracts did Cam Ward get that he maybe didn't deserve? Because, because he, he won, won one cup. cup. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is Jordan Bennington Cam Ward 2.0? Uh, he sure likes to fight people more than Cam Ward, apparently. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that was about. That was so weird. Yeah, what a odd. In any in any case, would you go Grubauer over Calvin Peterson still, or or do you think? Uh, um, I think I would him? just because of the workload. But that's true. Yeah. Um, I will say relative to expectation, Peterson as the bigger surprise is probably when you go and you look at his numbers, you're like, wow, <laughs> this is crazy. But. With Grubauer, I think he's just been, I mean, <laughs> the guy's been the horse, you know, and, and Peterson is basically in a platoon with Jonathan Quick at this point. So, yep. you know, you can always look at, at the those surface stats, but when you get into it, like, is, is Peterson getting the second night of back-to-backs where the opposing team's a little more tired? Is he getting an easier matchup? Is he getting kind of like the backup starts? That allow backups to sometimes have inflated numbers, like we saw with Paul Francis last yeah, year. Last, yeah. The beginning of last year, where some of his numbers looked really good, and you were like, "Yeah, he's playing like the easy opponents all the time." The like they're giving him six like goals a game. <laughs> yeah, they were also giving him the highest uh, the highest goal support in the league when he was in, and it was just like there were certain things that led to that. It's less that that's less of a factor this year because of the two game sets against teams, the way that back-to-backs are, you know, you're, you're there, there aren't a lot of advantageous back-to-back situations. You're going against the team that you just played the night before. Like you guys are in the exact same spot. So there's less of that, which I think makes, which I think makes Peterson's uh, performance so far more impressive, but Grubauer has been the man for the Avs and has, has taken all those bullets and, Despite, I mean, normally when you look at the kinds of games that he's had in the last couple of weeks where you're, you're giving up five goals here and there, normally that's the kind of thing that just kills your stats. Yep. And instead, like, they've gone way down, obviously. But, but very good. Yeah, when you, when you look at them across the league, you're like, oh, these are actually still pretty good. You're, okay, cool. Agreed. And again, that's the thing about goalies is two weeks from now, we could be like, well, the stats have totally flipped on their head. Yeah. Like Drew Bauer's save percentage has gone down like 20 points in the last two weeks. Yeah. So 
those things can happen. If, if Avs go full January again and and go on a terrible streak, Grubauer is not in the conversation at all. But that's not going to happen. All right. It. So hopefully all the right. Avs go on a streak in the other direction. Yeah, exactly. Fight against the machine, AJ. We're going to get out of here for the day on that note. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening. We appreciate all y'all. Again, be sure to like and subscribe to the video. Check out all our other content. bunch of articles up on thednvr.com. If you are not subscribed to the site, check it out. AJ and Evan making awesome articles over there on the regular. We are also brought to y'all by the one, the only, MSU Denver Online can head on over there get yourself back into school in the way that you need to while still living your life whether that be in class or over the internet they can take care of you and get you the classes and degree that you are looking for head on over to msudenver.edu slash online to apply you can do still time to get into uh, partial semester courses for the spring you can also get yourself all set up for the summer semester as well so check it out today and you can get yourself an education. We're out of here. Thank you again for everyone listening. Tomorrow we will be live for the post game after another obscenely late NHL hockey game. So if you're awake, be sure to check us out in the post game, or you can always check it out the next day on YouTube or as a podcast. Anything to add, Abe?